following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Okay, we are back. Two weeks off. Yeah. And here we are. We are here. Holy cow. It's been a two weeks. Um, so here's what happened. First week is my fault. <laughs> right. Second week's your fault. Yep. First week, uh, my kids got sick. Mm-hmm. And when I say kids, my kid right. got sick. And then second week, your kid got sick. Right. So, yeah. And we said from like the get-go, well... We used to not do this, I guess, to be fair. But now, from the get-go, we're like, if we can't record, normally we record on a Monday. Mm-hmm. If we can't record on a Monday, we just, like, wash yeah. it off. So, that's just just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, we're back. Right. Yeah. So, welcome. And Jess is back, because Jess has been gone for the past two weekends. I have. Um, it's kind of been weird. Yeah, you had a middle school conference on... I was going to say the dates, but yeah. whatever. I'm not going to say the dates. And then a high school one. I did. And you guys left Friday and got back on Sunday. Yep. So uh, three days, two nights with middle school or high schoolers up at a camp. You could say it. And we were at Grace Adventures. They Grace are, Adventures, sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing camp, though. You should check <laughs> it out. I love them. Little plug there. Um, it it was great weekends. I'm a little tired. We had a little bus trouble yesterday. and. Mm-hmm. Got in about four and a half hours later than planned. Um, four and a half hours later is better than like 12 hours. Oh, later. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, if we broke down in the best possible way we could broke down with yeah. our bus in a rest stop, not too far from something. Not on the side eat. of the road. Yeah. Whatever the With case high is. schoolers who are, for the most part, somewhat responsible-ish. And yeah. <laughs> well, and like we were saying before we even hit record is, at least it was with high schoolers and not the yeah. you know, middle schoolers or whatnot. Yep. Is it that, was it the same conference or was it different? Because so, I know one was for middle schoolers, one was for high schoolers. Yeah, they, the way Grace Adventures does their conferences is um, the activities and like what you're going to participate in are the same each week, mm-hmm. but they bring in a new speaker and a new band every weekend. Gotcha. And so we just kind of pick the ones that either work best with our dates. Um, truthfully, the high school one I pick strictly because the speaker is amazing. He yeah. is one of the best uh, high school speakers I've heard. Name drop. Um, ben starts with, the, I don't remember his last name. Oh, we're oh, sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. sorry ben. He's very friendly and nice. I really like him. He knew my <laughs> name. They all knew my name. They're like, hey, Jessica, it's great to have you ben, back. Ben, you're the best, but I don't know, I don't know your, your last, last name. So I can't plug you. No, I can't plug you. If he you go was, to the Grace Adventure site, you can it's see on it. it. He actually yeah. is on staff there. Oh. And um, he is, yeah, he did a fabulous job. Our students and our leaders, we were all highly impressed with him. Cool. Really good. It was just so word-centered. Everything was from God's word, and that drove everything he said, which is always a plus in our which, book. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, if they were the same, that would be such a drain on you. Because yeah. you, you know, you go one week, and then you just turn around, and you're doing it all, yes. all over again. I, I don't know if I would be able to do that well. Yeah. Um, but because it is, and they are basically given a theme, yeah. and they say, teach this theme however you want. Yeah. Um, so both weekends were kind of the same overall arching idea, but um, how they came at that theme was very different. Yeah. What were they? What were the As it was from chaos to clarity. Nice. So this idea that, you know, this world is in chaos and it doesn't make sense. It's broken. Yeah. And um, obviously that clarity comes through Jesus Christ in eternity, but how they approached that um, was very, very different. And so it was good. Tis the season to retreat. Middle yeah. schoolers. High schoolers, men, men have done it. Yep. Women are going in March. Yep. And They're not going them. to Grace Adventures. No. I, I should be, yeah, yeah, I should have clarified that. Yeah, but. and men stayed here mm-hmm. for um, a study on Acts. Yep. Yeah. Yep, we went from, um, we started at eight, went to two, used Right Now Media. Highly, highly recommend yeah. that. Easy, easy format. What we did was um, a lot of the Right Now Media studies are like eight, 18 mm-hmm. to 20 minute sessions. And so we did like, we would play a session and then we would just, like have one or two like talking points for mm-hmm. questions at lunch. We did chili cook off. Right. Um, very well attended. 
uh, but not attendance anymore is not an indicator of, of a good event. Right. I, I go off engagement. Absolutely. And so uh, guys were engaged. Yeah. Like nobody fell asleep. Everybody paid attention. Everybody talked and participated. Nice. So for me, like that's a huge yeah, win. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Yep. And our women have one, and our fourth and fifth graders have one. So a couple more weekends. Yeah, man, tis the season. Um, into our church, which is cool though, because we're seeing that like this is that's this time of year. Mm -hmm. Like this has been the past couple of years. Yeah. So the guys plugged in this year, which was cool. Women have always had a retreat. Fourth and fifth graders mm -hmm. have too as well. But it's kind of cool to see like. Um, like um the buy-in yeah oh absolutely and the growth in that buy-in yeah, over yeah. the years yeah i agree all right um we're not talking about that today though no that's not what we're no, talking no, no. about all right here's your question for today okay are you ready i might give I, you two of them i don't know um number one are you a typical example of your position in the family birth order oh yes so yeah. let's run these down real quick so first firstborns usually like uh, Very maybe type author a, authoritative, authoritative yeah. um, controller, planner. Yep. Yep. Defining my wife <laughs> and myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Second is um, I don't know. I don't actually pay attention. I just know what I am. Uh, well, like two is like it remember. depends on if you're if you're a middle child or if yeah. you're you're the the youngest. So right. we'll go youngest. Like youngest is normally like more um compliance mm -hmm. and more like giving yeah. softer a little bit and then middle child is really kind of like this like wild card and right. i know we're doing the birth order like a complete dis disservice right absolutely there, in fact there's a book whatever. you should get it and read it it's, yeah it does it it is pretty right on i can't remember what it's called it's, i think yeah, it's called yeah. the birth order i just talked about it with someone too yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. anyway um are you a typically a good example of i am i am that? very i'm a i'm the oldest um and i'm the oldest daughter so I think even adds into that a little bit. And so, yeah, that type A planner, controller. How many in your family? Three. three? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we fall right in the like first, middle, last. Um, but yeah, I am. I am a pretty good representation. What about you? What about? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I can answer it. I was going to say, well, I'll give you time to think. I was going to say, what about your siblings? Um, let's see. I And I was looking up like, okay, firstborns, perfectionists, achievers, leaders, um motivated uh middles are adaptable independent go-between people pleasers lastborns are social charming outgoing uncomplicated and manipulative seeks attention self-centered but also fun and then yeah. only child are confident um perfectionist center of attention et cetera, a little bit et of everything yeah yeah so if you're asking if you ask about the rest of my siblings yeah, yeah would you say they're that way yeah pretty much my middle uh brother did have some health issues so i think that shaped a little bit of him sure. um just in a in terms of the attention that he the amount of attention he received from my parents because of those health issues mm -hmm. but overall yeah we fit right in line with those huh. birth order um, I would say uh, being a last born social. Yes. Charming. I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you call, like, can you call yourself charming? Like, I feel like, I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> it's not something you'd write in your own bio, <laughs> you know, not. like Jordan Muck is a very charming sure. individual. Like who wrote yeah. this? You know, I don't think you could say that about yourself. No. Um, yeah, uh, outgoing. It's funny. Like the older I get, the more I'm I'm moving mm. away from that. I'm very complicated, so I don't think I would say I'm mm. I'm uncomplicated at all. Um, I don't think I'm manipulative or seek attention. Maybe when I was younger, I mm -hmm. did. Um, Jesus has kind of taken care of some of that. Yeah. Um, and the self centeredness. I can be a really good time. I can be a huge stick in the mud though too. Like, uh, my biological father was like this. I remember at his funeral, uh, one of his buddies said you did not want to be Bruce's worst enemy mm. because if he didn't like you, like just forget it. Like it was just a yeah. huge hassle or whatever the case is. And Beth, he's always like, are you in a good mood today or not? Cause if you're in a good mood, we can go hang oh. out. <laughs> it was funny. Cause someone this weekend even said, you know, like sports camp, pastor Jordan, pastor, pastor Jordan, right. or like youth pastor Jordan, yeah. or then like they like, I was like, oh, yeah, like one, you know, they're a little different, mm -hmm. um, and, which is tough. Not bad. Well, it's it just different. it is what it is like. And I was a horrible youth pastor. Beth, <laughs> Bethany would disagree with that. Yeah. But I I really looking back like that's just not my gift set. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I can do it. Like, I don't mind hanging out with with kids and students and stuff like that. But 
man, youth ministry to me was just, uh, I just always knew I was not in my giftedness, yeah. I guess. Like, that's where I lived at. But what was funny is, um, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was talking to me about his church. And he's he was talking about his pastor, and he's like, he is so great Monday through Saturday. He's like, but but um, they actually uh, were, they're leaving. They were leaving this church, and they're going somewhere else. And um, I asked him the reason why he left, and he said, Sunday, he was just such a different person. Mm. And I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, you kind of, not that you have to be a different person, but there's definitely like a, uh, like a different demeanor that you mm-hmm. have in the week when you have like a seriousness in the pulpit. Right. And so with, with that, like, I still try to have like my personality mm-hmm. and my preaching, but in the same breath, like I, I could understand that. Like yeah. that's a fear of mine sometimes yeah. where like, man, you took that really serious, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, which you want to. Yeah. But I don't know. I just never want to lose. I, I think you have to really like struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I resonated with what the guy was saying and, and the pastor, I think I'm like, that just takes years of right. getting comfortable with yeah. who you are and making mistakes and all yeah. that other stuff. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And as far as my family, I have a sister. I don't know her. Um, so I don't, I don't even know if I could speak into this, some of mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, she is, from what I've heard, uh, very much like a leaner, a leader, motivated, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right. I'll ask you another one. Oh. One more. When you smile before <laughs> you read the card, I get nervous. All right. Do you need to be more or less crazy in your life choices? Oh. Well, my life choices are so crazy. I hang out with teenagers and children and do... <laughs> do you feel like you're constantly like dialing things back? Like, like, <laughs> like, hey, let's dial this down a little bit. Yeah, man, that that's like a weird question because like I think what the, if the world looked at my life, they go, you have a crazy life. Like for fun, you go take teenagers to lunch right. and you right. you hang out with kids and you dress up in weird ways. Like I had, okay, so it was pajama the day the other day. It's not uncommon to see you like. Uh, Totally dolled out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to stop at the store before you come to theme night. (laughs) So like you look a little, like, so my definition, like what the world would go, well, that's crazy. I'm like, that's awesome. That's me, right? That's Um, who I am. That's what I But like if you're looking at like in terms of, maybe they'd say that's weird and not crazy. I don't know. Like, cause then I think crazy to the world. Like I really don't do anything, you know, in terms of really outrageous, adventurous things. So I don't know. I mean, it was funny you say that cause uh, Thursday we had a staff meeting and uh, when we left, I looked at Bethany, I go, Jessica was really dressed up. I know. I, well, I got new stitch fix clothes. I wanted to wear (laughs) (laughs) another plug, another plug. Um, but uh, but you got yeah. like something for your hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got curlers. They were on sale. Yeah. So I don't know what brand they are. They were on sale. Like. Uh, and Bethy's like she's trying stuff I'm out trying, with her hair. And I it was, was like, a day that I could look weird if it failed. Well, and the funny part was is I think I'm just so, I'm so used to seeing you in a certain way, and right. then I was like, whoa, funeral today. Yeah. Like <laughs> I know what happens when I'm dressed up. Right. So I don't know how this works for you in your life. Well, like, I mean, I hung out at a snow camp all weekend, <laughs> so I wasn't gonna get to use them over the weekend, and I thought. What better time to try something that could it. totally fail yeah. when I'm just going to a church staff meeting? I mean, <laughs> if it ends up looking awful, then whatever. You are definitely the the best dressed person yeah, in the room. That never happens, yeah. just so we're clear. Everybody Usually. else is in like hooded sweatshirts, yeah. and we're. I was like, well, I just had a like sweatshirt thing. On, I didn't want to say anything. Like, it was I fine. was like, I was like, well, oh, hey. <laughs> nope, it was. You gotta listen when you hang when I, you go spend the whole week in a winter coat yeah. and snow pants. Like literally, that's what I've wore for six days of the last 12 or 14 um yeah you gotta you gotta look nice sometimes so would you say dial it back when you're with teenagers and dial it up when you're Maybe, a personal I life don't know. all right probably yeah I, I i mean i tell you what you like in ministry you fall in these grooves where i think sometimes like your life gets quote-unquote boring so you have to schedule yeah. like okay Some we fun. need to go you know have fun or whatever the case is but oh absolutely i think that's true though in any work i would think it's true in any work situation if you're just so like you can get caught up in the mundane the yeah. yeah 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 and like i work out so much too so i mean that's that's kind of like a little bit of both like something i do for fun but also mm-hmm. like just clears my head a little bit and but that's not fun you yeah. know what i mean like i don't know what i do for fun yeah like it's really hard for me to like even wrap my mind around like mm-hmm. when people are like i collect stuff i'm like what do you collect like how, how do you have time to do that right <laughs> Yeah, and I'm cheap, so that probably isn't going to work. Yeah, exactly. Or people like, <laughs> you know, well, we do this. And I'm like, 
when do you do that? How? Right. Where is this? Where what is this time that you day? talk? <laughs> think, yeah. Like there's people who like do models and puzzles and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, I don't have time to puzzle. Oh, that's no. <laughs> well, I also don't have the patience to puzzle. It's not happening. It's not my thing. Yeah. If you want me to sit down and do a puzzle with you, like there better be like a sermon on or we're watching yeah. something or whatever. I can't do yep. it. So anyway. All right. So we're back in the book. We're yes. talking through uh, crucial conversations, which is um, we said this a couple of times, but um, this is probably for more of our own benefit than your benefit, because obviously we've been gone for a while. So um essentially it's tools for um talking when you're in like an emotionally invested conversation Mm -hmm. um and i don't know like i'm sure uh well maybe i'm not sure like if we we asked it last time that we were together did you or do you have these conversations Mm -hmm. right now and i mean you were a teenager's middle school or stuff like that like do you see them like manifesting as you continue to read the book or no yeah, absolutely. And um, so our bus did break down. And so that was full of crucial conversations that whether I didn't, I felt it <laughs> some with just having to make these big, huge decisions that were affecting a group of 30 people yeah. or and having to work with other people who had ideas and input, as well as all the parents that we were conversing with right. as you know, their emotions are very heightened because teenagers don't explain situations real well at all (laughs) they're like we're broken down we're never getting home no that's not the case you know but so absolutely i see it um i think especially and i think of parents a lot anytime you're having conversations with parents about their students yeah there's investment and emotion behind that that they could very easily turn into crucial conversations well and part of the reason i ask is because the uh, title of the chapter is learning to look and uh, and Mm-hmm. He, he hints on it a little bit, but just, you know, being able to identify is huge, you know, being identi- able right. to identify what triggers you, being able to identify like a conversation that happens, um, failed conversations, successful conversations. Mm-hmm. When you have a critical conversation or a crucial conversation, excuse me, um, how do you I- identify if it's a win or a loss? Like I'm always, Ooh. I'm always curious about this with my own life when I have conversations with people and I don't think I've ever done it until I started reading his book mm-hmm. or their book. Um, cause there's multiple authors, right. but, um, now I'm kind of walking away from conversations and I'm, I'm analyzing like, okay, was that a win right. or what is that a loss? And then how do you know? Yeah. Uh, I think a win is when that, and I think he would say that too, when that dialogue has been, fr- it's freely gone both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's shut down, nobody's attacked. Um, or if there has been the start of that, the conversation has been able to be re-engaged, I don't necessarily think a win means you you finish that conversation and you got your way. Right. I think it's more, did you continue to be able to express your ideas and your thoughts and your opinions and leave that conversation knowing, to me, you're God-honoring through that and yeah. both sides were God-honoring in that. How do you get to the point where you don't feel like you're being like attacked? I'll give you a great example. Yeah. So Sunday morning on 9 o'clock study – um, every once in a while, it'll get heated. Right. Um, and if you asked anybody, I don't, I don't think anybody would look at it and be like, it was a heated conversation. Right. I can just feel tension yeah. because I'm teaching. But we talked about the difference between application and asking for application instead of asking for meaning. Mm. And you could tell some people are just thinking that yeah. through, you know, or whatever the case is. So emotion starts to like yeah. heighten a little bit. How do you, and, and what's, what's hard is in that conversation that was taking place and the people who are asking questions, sometimes you feel like Mm -hmm. it's, you're being attacked. How do you flip that to say, I don't feel like I'm being attacked anymore, you know, like, or I want to win. Yeah. Maybe that's a a good way to put it. To me, it's a humbling of yourself. It's going, okay, let me take like what I think can't be the top of the, like the end all be all. Mm -hmm. And so I think in at least in my situation, usually I feel attacked and I feel defensive because you're coming after my idea Right. when I can like take a step back and kind of humble myself and go, wait, like go back to like, what's the main purpose of this conversation? You know, even in a marriage when you have disagreement, okay, in our marriage, what's like the number one thing that we honor God through it and we grow closer to God in it and that we glorify him. Right. So the fact that my husband did not do exactly what I wanted to do him to do, like, I got to take that step back and go, wait, what's the ultimate goal between this relationship with Mm -hmm. us? Um, So I think when you can 
kind of humble yourself and kind of realign your perspective. Yeah. I don't do it well and it always takes a little bit to get there. Um, It's easier when I believe the person that I'm having a conversation with, while I have their best interest, they have my best interest. There's a trust there. So would you say crucial conversations can happen in a group? I think I think so. Like it's it sounded not, it's like not necessarily it. just one. I think so. It yeah. can. I, actually, absolutely. I mean, think about any meeting, team meeting you've been true, leading, true. and you're having dialogue with people. It can yeah. get heated from multiple angles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just don't want to be wrong. You know I what I mean? Like wrong. I hate being wrong. And and I think especially too when you're the when you're the person who's in the place where you're supposed to know. Right. And, and I think that's funny because I don't think people, especially in a church world, mm-hmm. expect me to have all the answers. Right. I think, I think they want a majority of them. Yeah. Like we, we feel like you should have 90%, you know, <laughs> right. like, but in, in, in all like fairness, I think people look at it and go, we understand that you might not mm-hmm. have all the answers yeah. to what, you know, what we're asking. But Sometimes I have to take a step back because I'm like, I want to be right here. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? And if you get proven wrong, like you feel like I'm an idiot and then does that does that destroy my credibility mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. On Sunday, I just addressed it. I was like, I was like, hey, you know, um, I don't feel attacked yet, yeah. <laughs> but we're kind of approaching right. that. And uh, you can disagree with this, but I think if you strive to do this in your in your life, like you'll see that that this you know Mm -hmm. proves true you know i I think if you go for multiple meanings you're going to go down a road that's not really that great but if you go and look for application Mm -hmm. like the bible has one meaning and multiple applications so we have to kind of walk through that a little bit um but letting people process i think is super hard too yeah right like because what do you do in a situation where like I'm looking at this and I'm seeing that we're having this crucial conversation and I know you have to have time Mm -hmm. to process. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't have time to let you process, you know? So, you know, how do you address that to like get it resolved or maybe you don't. Yeah. I kind of land on, I don't know if you do because like, I know I'm a verbal processor and I know I can process some things pretty rapidly. Mm -hmm. Your wife is not a verbal processor and she needs to step aside and she needs to really think about it. Um, so like when her and I have had conversations that have like we've kind of come at it at a different way. Right. I know like I have to step back and just say, hey, let's let's go. Let's come back and readdress this or in a group situations where you've got all these different opinions. It's let's table this. Mm-hmm. Keep thinking on this. Keep praying on this. We'll come back and we'll readdress simply because some people can process quickly some people take time some people need to verbally process it and your my prayer in those situations is okay so go go talk go talk about it with someone else that's not it's not a crucial conversation for them because they're not like I, go talk to your spouse about it or yeah. something like that don't go talk to just whoever but i don't know do you feel like the older you get the more uh, or the less crucial conversations you have like i mm. i was thinking about this the other day in regards to like how many I've had. And I'm like, man, I, I don't feel like I've been in a lot of them in a long time. Like where, uh, f- as the kids say, I was triggered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I wonder, are they, are they crucial conversations? The emotions just aren't heightened for you because you're at a place that you can, you've recognized. I can't let my emotions get heightened. Maybe. I don't know. Because I feel like you're always going to be having dialogue with people that, do have life change like life impacting moments right um no matter what age you are i think maybe we just get better at handling them well the only time i i feel like i'm in a uh, a crucial conversation like where i know beyond a shadow of a doubt is when you and my wife are in the room yeah. together at the same time and so like, like any staff meeting we have <laughs> oh my word like it's and it, uh-huh. i think it's just because because everybody in that room is so assertive right like and 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 it's it's not just you guys. I understand that, but it's it's funny when you get into a into a, a room like that, and so many people, like if you perceive that their opinion is is like a non negotiable, right? Then it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. I I don't know what to do right, right now. You know, like I'm about to drop my authoritative hammer, and everybody's gonna run go right. running. You know, and then we're not gonna be friends anymore. You know, or whatever the case is, and that's not 
that's not necessarily the case. No. Some people just have really strong opinions right. and they're just giving you their opinion. Right. It's like the nine o'clock hour, you know, when we were having this Bible study and this discussion, like some people like it takes about 25 minutes to get that room moving in the right direction. Right. And then once like if you can trip like a trigger mm -hmm. real quick, like then they start talking and I'll just start like, oh, Sharon is passionate about this. Mm -hmm. And Ron is not passionate about this because Sharon's voice is totally like mm -hmm. elevated right now or whatever the case is. So right. I just kind of remember some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think when you have somebody who has that really, really strong opinion, it might just be their opinion. Right. You know, they, they might Absolutely. not. not Chances wanna... are like, I know, especially in the situation where we have staff meetings and we're both very, Bethany and I both tend to be a little more aggressive in a our little. views. <laughs> this is a therapy it's, session right now. It's often though, like, hey, this is what we think, but we also know like, Hey, your authority, you right. know? And so I think, but I see that with my team. I, I have a, my youth team. Oh man, we have a lot of fire there and it's awesome. <laughs> and they're passionate and they're excited about things and they all get heightened. Right. And you leave, like there are times I leave and I'm like, that was a disaster. Yeah, right, right. And yet we come back next week and it's like, you wouldn't even know that like some of those big things happen. And I do, I lay the hammer, the authoritative hammer. Like you yeah. guys all have these different opinions let's find the common ground where we can i'm just making this decision because i've heard everyone's side and i think this is the best one i'm amazed that they're like nothing like nothing's ever happened because to them it was you won in my opinion and i gave it to you mm -hmm. but i'm also very much willing to submit to your authority yeah. because i think we've taken the time to dialogue in these crucial conversation right. moments because i like i didn't just stop the dialogue at the very beginning and say i don't want to hear your opinion right they were able to voice their concerns or voice their opinion, even if it's not a concern over what we do and they felt heard. And so that it went a different way. Didn't really bother them. We talk about this in regards to like staff and, and team, this, this stuff applies to husbands and wives oh, and raising kids absolutely. and all that other stuff. In in our staff meetings or in like your meetings with your team or other meetings that we have with our teams, I don't feel like there's ever like a safety problem. He talks about yeah. that sometimes, you know, a safety problem, but maybe in like the context of a marriage mm -hmm. or in the context of kids um, and some of those, it's kind of a twofold question. No one, how do you spot like when this is, this is kind of rising and two, have you ever been in that situation when like, Hey, we're in like a safety issue where, you know, some things are, are, are kind of, and his, his view of safety is not like, um, like somebody's going to get hurt. Right. It's not physical. It's not a physical like right. damage. It's more like a, a, an emotional mm -hmm. or, or you're going to say something that you didn't want to say mm -hmm. or, or do or whatever the case is. If it, I mean, yeah. So wait, what was the question? Cause I got distracted by your explaining of safety. How do you, how do you kind of identify that? And then if you get yeah. into a situation where somebody is unsafe or or if you see some unsafe things happening how do you bring that down yeah so i think i mean he mentions it and i do i kind of agree with this when people just pull out completely and mm -hmm. there's silence they refuse to like even have the conversation or things get personal yeah. uh, we in our family we talk a lot about um we don't use absolutes we don't never and yeah, all yeah. like they're not on the you table. always do this. yeah or you never yeah. like you you don't do those um because typically that's like he would call it the violent side. That's a pushing back. Mm -hmm. um, you don't attack character. Right. Like, so have you, have I seen these mm -hmm. apps? I think, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, I've seen them, I've seen them in conversations in the hallway. Uh, people who just like, I, I'm not, I can't have this conversation. They just walk away. They just yeah. ignore it. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But yeah, in your marriage too, it's there. So what was the second part of the question? Like, how do you, how do you bring somebody out of that? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, it's you like, <laughs> like it's me. Like if they're not feeling safe, that means I'm really not letting them know. I want to hear them. Right. I'm then I probably am being too hard. I am probably being too loud. I'm probably talking a whole lot more than I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Um, I think often people retreat to silence and violence, which he would say would be kind of like the pushback part of it. Right. Um, because they don't feel heard. Yeah. I have to be very careful when somebody goes quiet because mm -hmm. I'm like, uh oh, you know, like either a, you're not invested anymore or b, like 
you, you're hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're, you're not, and we've had to do that sometimes at the church where mm-hmm. like, we've told people like, Hey, Hey guys, you need to step back for a second. Yeah. You know, like you need to breathe or whatever the case is. And then let's come back. I think we're good at telling people to breathe, but not to come back, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like that's, that's detrimental to them for mm-hmm. whatever case is. But I, I don't know. Um, how do you handle silence? Like if, if you're having a crucial conversation with somebody and like, they're just constantly quiet. Yeah. So Matt's default would be silence. If he's feeling that I'm pushing really hard, he's going to retreat. He just gets really quiet. He gets really quiet. I keep pushing. So (laughs) you can imagine, like, that's just our personalities. Yeah. Um, So I have to be very aware of it. Like, if he goes quiet, I just need to close my mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've realized I've pushed him so far into a corner that he is just going to retreat. And I can't. Thankfully, prayerfully, with a lot of help from God, <laughs> we don't get into these situations much anymore. But we definitely did when we were first married yeah. and first had kids. And um, it, I always, if I'm, if he's retreated, it means I've pushed too hard, and I've probably pushed too hard because I've wanted my way a whole lot more than I wanted what was best for him or right. best for our marriage. Right. And so I think, like, I left this chapter going man, like, where is my heart in this conversation? Am I out to just get my way or am I out to have, to really truly have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, that might be hard. That might be, have difficult, you know, outcomes. Like what, what is my heart going into this conversation? Right, so right. I think, I think we talked about it maybe last time we met, but I, I think a lot of it starts with you, your heart. Like, how are you approaching this conversation? Yeah. Am I causing him or whoever to retreat in silence. It's not a crucial conversation, but I've noticed there's some times where like I'll be talking to Bethany and she's just out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling her about something dumb. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, last night at the, you know, this happened or whatever the case is. And I can just tell like, she's not paying Mm -hmm. attention for whatever reason. And you have two options there. You can either keep going and and get no Mm -hmm. response or pause and be like, Hey, um, something on your head. You know what I mean? Like, no. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe there is, you know, and oftentimes it's not, uh, you know, at least in our life, it's not with me. It's right. like, she's thinking about something mm-hmm. or processing something or like walking through yep. something. And it's like, I, I see this with a lot of marriages too. Like one, one person is, is doing the majority of the talking and the other person like wants to say something mm-hmm. so bad, but they can't because yeah. you're constantly talking over them yep. or just, you know, doing whatever you do. And, you're not even aware of the fact that this person has an opinion because you're not even asking questions, Right. you know? So what are some questions that you ask to, mm. cause it's funny. I think you and I have very similar personality. Bethany will do that too. She'll retreat, you know, like mm-hmm. she's, she'll just stop. Uh, how do you get like a Matt or a Bethany or yeah. you know, we love you guys by the way, but to, <laughs> to kind of come out of that yeah. silence. So I have to realize. Well, Do you resort to violence? Yes, I hit it. <laughs> Sometimes I might. I want to talk to me. Talk to talk me. Talk now. Now, I, I. But that's the thing. I have to realize he needs the time to process. Right. And chances are, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while, and yeah. he hasn't thought about it all. Yeah. So now, um, I've already processed. That's a really good point because usually when you have a crucial conversation, you come in guns blazing and the other person is totally just sidetracked. So knowing that he needs time to process, I've probably blindsided with him. Like Mm -hmm. I've got to be, I've got to be so careful with that. Um, People do this in ministry all the time. They'll say, Hey, pastor Jordan, can I talk to you? Two indicators. Number one, you call me pastor. Yeah. Like I don't get that a whole lot. And two, you want to talk and I'll say, I'll say it back to him all the time. Like, can you give me, two or three sentences of the specifics Mm -hmm. of what you'd like to discuss that right there just totally helps. Like I, I need to know some context because I might not even be the best person to talk to Mm -hmm. you. You know, if there's something going on in your life, maybe, maybe it's not me or when they do drop those couple of sentences, I'll say, you know, I'd love to talk about that. Can you, you know, is, is this a me situation, a you situation? Yeah. Do you want talk? Do you want answers? Yeah. Do you want me to just listen to you? Right. And that's that's like more of like somebody coming to a pastor, but I think it goes into your relationship, yeah. right? Absolutely. Or even I'll, like with Matt, knowing that if I just come at him with everything and don't give him time, I'll be like, hey, 
tomorrow night because like we don't have anything i want to talk to you about this right and he's kind of like sometimes he's like oh boy you know (laughs) but it gives him at least he's aware yeah so now he knows like hey we're gonna have a conversation We, we probably it's crucial because we don't agree on it right um but he has the time to process. It also gives me time to take a beat, mm-hmm. to spend some extra time in God's word because I'm probably going to need it to right. hold my tongue because I just know how I am. And so now we're both approaching this conversation. And then with him, um, it's not unlikely for us to say, let's pray before we have this conversation. Yeah, That doesn't always happen. Those are just the ones that I like have the wisdom to say, let's slow roll into this. Yeah, When I don't, guaranteed that conversation's not going to go as well yeah um so i'm not always wise but when i can be it's great yeah (laughs) it's it's i think if if spouses could do that um hey tomorrow night i want to talk to you about um uh the spending line item in our budget you know oh money everyone gets heightened about money money communication (laughs) sex kids in-laws like there's the pyramid but like hey or or tomorrow night i know we normally like have a half hour after the kids go to bed but like in that half hour we we kind of need to talk about this kid you know for a second when he's not up or whatever the case is and at least you give some parameters on that it can take a crucial conversation and make it a non-crucial conversation because then you're just yeah. having, you know, or whatever. Yep. Or if, you you know, your workplace or if you're at, um, I mean, it can go into anything. I do it with my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, tomorrow, like, we need to clean the basement. And while we're cleaning, I need to talk to you about something. Oh, yeah. But normally, you talked about absolutes. I try, fail a lot is not to have generalizations either, mm-hmm. which is something. Or, hey, can I talk to you about, you know, someone? And you're like, Who? Yeah. oh, that drives me nuts. When people yeah. are like, well, people have said, that's a generalization. We don't use that here. You don't have to use a name, but I need to know where that came from, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case is. So that can be kind of tough. Did you look into it all what your style under stress is? Yeah, I was split pretty evenly, and I was slightly different depending on if it was my spouse or the work, like everyone else. Yeah. Um, but You're, yes, uh, I am more, vi- I'm more violence. Are you really? I am. Except for with my spouse, I will shut down sometimes. And I think that is because I care about his opinion more than I care about anyone else's. That's, I don't, that could be true. Like, yeah. um, but I, I do, I did, but I was pretty split pretty evenly. Like they were right there next to each other, like with four and three. You can take, you can take this on his website, by the way. It's free. Like, oh, can you, I almost yeah. did it on the website and then I was lazy and didn't want to open my book, but if you should try, I found like it is, it's kind of interesting. And then I kind of did it twice. Once for my spouse, once for everyone else. Can you summarize this? That masking, controlling, oh, avoiding labeling. Yeah, I could have two weeks ago. <laughs> Why don't you, you summarize could. them? <laughs> Well, I I think they're interesting because like uh, controlling is obvious. Like it's very um, uh, self-explanatory. Avoiding self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Labeling is self-explanatory. Masking is a little bit different. Yeah. Just in regards to like masking a problem. Yeah, it's a whatever. little more sarcasm. Right. A little more like um, who's yeah. who's the hardest person for you to have a crucial conversation in those six. And these are the six: masking, controlling, avoiding, labeling, withdrawing, or attacking. Who do yeah, I have the hardest? Like who? If you have a crucial conversation, who would be the one 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 person on there that you would not want to have a conversation with? Oh, I don't know. Oh, with, like, with their style with, under with stress. Their, I don't know. Really? Oh, I I, know. so that's all I thought about when I was taking the test. Because, like, for example, like. I'm such a words person mm-hmm. that if I'm having crucial conversation and somebody attacks me, oh, okay. I, I just see what you're get so like, I see what you're saying. I get mad. <laughs> so, you're hurting my feelings. Why we have such great conversations sometimes. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't like attacking. That one bothers me a lot. Um, I don't, um, it's a hard one. I know. Yeah. I didn't think I don't like that one though, because it, what's the other one? Labeling. I don't like labeling either. That annoys me. That just makes me mad. Like, like when somebody says like, well, you're just, yeah. And, then- and I'm like, whatever, that doesn't have anything to do with the argument. Who cares if, so that bothers <laughs> me. I just get annoyed with them. I don't know. It's, I, I and I know I thoroughly threw you off because you probably didn't even think about it. No. Like, but when I was taking that, I was thinking, I was like, 
which person is the easiest for me to deal with and which person is the hardest for me to deal with when I have a crucial conversation. Well, I mean, hey, if you're going to exit the conversation altogether, I win, right? So is that how that works? I don't know. Well, like, for example, like an attacking person and a withdrawing person to me are very similar. Mm. But um, like a withdrawing person to me is is kind of easier because you know you can you can mm-hmm. always kind of revisit and reapproach that person like but then the attacking person just is so dominant where it's just so verbal and for me that's just so hard to like yeah i told a, a guy one time and this was after like he attacked me for a while and i said you can't talk to me like that and he was like what and i was like you, you can't talk to me like that like that really hurts my feelings yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm um, sorry <laughs> I think mine, looking over them, now that I can, I actually looked at, it'd be the controlling. Hmm. I don't want someone to try to change my mind. Yeah. In fact, if you try to change my mind, you're going to fail. I'm unguiltable, and I like my- Unguiltable. What does that even mean? Like, you can't guilt me into changing my Uh, mind. I'm not going to come along to your side of thinking. Yeah. You have to let me arrive at that. (laughs) So if you try to control the conversation, if you cut me off, if you think, if like he says, speaking in absolutes, or like- that doesn't help me process. I just get mad at you. So somebody looked at you like, Jess, you always do this. Yeah. Every no, time. False. Like, and I just get mad. <laughs> so I'd be like, no, did you see that one time? No. <laughs> so crucial, yeah. call, crucial conversation. Defense number one. No, no, you did not do that. <laughs> so I think the controlling that one would bother me the most of having that because I don't like to be controlled. What about your easiest? Hmm. Uh, truthfully i think it's avoiding like the avoiding one if you're just gonna walk like you're just gonna follow him around it, like well you can uh, sure why not <laughs> i think i could i don't know what um w- of those six which one um leaves the church all the time now you tell me which one leaves the church the withdrawer all the time oh yeah all or the, the avoiding one i think they might too yeah like very rarely will people go out guns blazing yeah. They just they just don't. Unless it was something that was like kind of yeah. like really, really like they felt like mm-hmm. a huge disservice was done. But most of the time people who are uh, who are not content and this is really hard because I think the church could really help if if there was some verbal dialogue mm-hmm. on that. You know, like unfortunately you'll talk to somebody who and it's not just our church, it could be anybody's right. church who's left after like three months and they're like, Well, this is why we left and it's like we're never getting you back now because yeah. even if we did correct that You've kind of like mm-hmm. moved on, you know, or whatever the case yeah. is. But yeah, that's kind of tough. Um, big things that you took away from the chapter. I, th- I mean, it was good. Yeah, I think just making sure that I'm not coming across in a way that you don't feel like you can have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it kind of ties into the chapter before of checking yourself and checking your heart. Yeah. And I felt like as I was reading this, if I can watch for the signs of someone like who's getting ready to either um, withdrawal and silence or kind of at- come on the attack, if I can read that and I'm aware of that, right, I can help de-escalate it before it happens. So hmm. just being very aware of that and making sure I'm not doing something to heighten that reaction. So how do you do that? Like, I mean, it's hard to see your own weaknesses. Like, yeah. what do you do? Do you just go um, asking people questions? Yeah, maybe. I, I if you talk. Anytime you talk less, it's good. Yeah. So anytime you listen more, I think that's that's a big step in this. That's so tough because there's there's such a fine line between asking for help, and then ha- and and taking what's good and bad and so mm-hmm. being able to sort that out. Like if I really ask somebody, like we just had a funeral on Saturday, and uh, a guy came up to me and he's like, "Hey, the funeral was really good." And that was like, first of all what <laughs> what uh, they're saying is yeah. like everything went well right and um i just asked him i said would you have done anything different mm-hmm. like um because i'm so close to it like what yeah what, what, what would you have done different and he looked at me and he's like oh i don't know yeah and i was like well, i'm just curious you know like if you think of something could you let me know mm-hmm. and with him i would i'll take his advice yeah. he's a trusted person and now if somebody came up to me and they're like this is what you should do right 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 like that's the hard line of mm-hmm. like selecting your feedback very oh, carefully absolutely. or whatever the case is. But yeah. Um, my big one. I don't know. Well, he talked about safety. I think I need to ask more in crucial conversations. Like, do you feel safe? Mm. 
like, because I don't know if people do sometimes, you know, and I'm not just saying with me, I think it's just in like conversations in general, if I'm mediating a conversation, like that might help get farther with somebody mm -hmm. just asking that question, like, um, I'll use your name, like Jess, do you feel safe mm -hmm. in this environment? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, let's say you and I were having this conversation. We're in my office, we're at mm -hmm. church, there's people here, whatever the case is. And we're having a conversation in a place and like, I'm not getting a whole lot out of you, right. you know, or whatever the case is. And for whatever reason, you're standoffish or, you know, your emotions just are, are kind of, mm -hmm. you know, different. And I looked at you and I was like, hey, do you feel safe? And you're like, no. Like, right. you know, for whatever reason, you know, we're, we're in the wrong spot or, you know, like you just you just don't feel like you're safe. Then we could solve those issues. Right. You know, and I don't I don't do that a whole lot with people of just saying. Like, hey, um, even with my kids, like if we're having a conversation with my kids, like, hey, right now, me and you are having a conversation. Do you feel safe talking to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, dad. OK, like if that's the case, then what's causing you to not, yeah. you know, bring to the surface some of these emotions that you're dealing with? So maybe we get farther yeah. with people that way. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, anytime I think we put the elephant in the room mm -hmm. that's a good thing and I think that would be the elephant of I don't feel comfortable sharing my idea my thought my emotion with you for whatever reason yeah yeah I, I think anytime you put that out there that's probably helpful I just want people to feel comfortable with me you know what I mean like right. I already know the stigmas of pastors I already know yeah. what that carries with and I know that sometimes like people want answers and I can't give people the answers all the time mm -hmm. but but what I can do is just like hey do you feel safe in this space? Do you feel comfortable with sharing what's going on in your heart? And if if you do, or if you don't, let's change it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if, is that getting up and going for a walk? Is that, you know, like having conversations with somebody that's not me, that still right. is like loves the Lord? Is that, is that, you know, we're right now, our emotions are heightened. I'm not saying you and I right now, right. but like, in that conversation, our emotions are heightened. We're really like tension is growing. Mm -hmm. You're not okay. I'm not okay because you're not okay. Right. I think about even like husbands and wives. Like if you could look at your spouse and be like, hey, do you feel safe right now? And if your spouse and you're getting that question and you have, you know, enough guts to say no, mm -hmm that might just open up a huge conversation to yeah. where if you're willing to humble yourself and shelf your pride and listen to that person and not talk back to them, mm -hmm. like they might say some stuff that you need to change and yeah. work on. Yeah. The whole time you were just talking, I thought, but man, that takes humility. Ugh. And that takes me stepping back from being right and saying, I genuinely am seeking mm -hmm. the best situ resolution or whatever of yeah. this together with you that's a but that's exactly where we're supposed to be right like that approaching everything in humility and love and when we do that i don't know sometimes i don't know if we can do it on our own but or or take it in reverse like what if you looked at your boss and you were like hey i really love working here this is a great spot for me to work out i love my coworkers. when we have conversations though i don't feel safe mm. And it's not physical. It's I'm not a come and tell safety. you that. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kidding. it's not a physical safety yes. thing. It's it's more like I'm not emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, when when I talk to you, I feel like I can't be um, um, uh, emotionally vulnerable right. with you. I feel like I can't tell you how I feel. I can't tell you my opinion on things. I feel like you shut me down a lot, yeah. or whatever the case is. I just think of how much things would change if we could just get to that point in place where we could be where we could just say that one question. And I know he probably took it a whole different way, but man, like if you're in a crucial conversation and you can get to the point where you look at the other person and you go, Hey, either I don't feel safe or do you feel mm -hmm. safe and have enough humility to swallow your pride and take that answer and have enough guts to change it. You might get really far with somebody like, yeah. It might change most of your conversations you have with people. Yeah. I just, I mean, yeah. I, I think about conversations I've been in with like leadership before and just like, man, I, I, I just wonder like what would have transpired if I would have had that like real heart to heart, mm -hmm. you know, in that, in that regard. And some of it too, I think is just like, why don't we tell people how we feel? It's just so funny how often we're like, 
you know, like you, you did it today. You come in, Hey, how you doing? You know, good. How are you doing? Good. Right. You know, and, and I, I'm not saying you, you dump that on the other person's lap and just say, I'm, I'm feeling exhausted <laughs> and worn down and I need like an hour nap today. That's how I feel Jordan. Right. Or like, <laughs> but that's okay. Or just, or just, just saying like, yeah. uh, man, I'm exhausted and not having to like, you know, fix that problem for you. Right. Just being like, Oh, yeah, because we don't, I think we don't, because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be real. We don't, and we don't fully trust the person we're talking to. Yeah. Um, if I tell you that, are you going to think poorly of me? Are you going to react badly? I don't know if I trust you, Yeah. you know, not us, but just in general. And so, and I think we've just created a world that I'm fine. I'm or good. it's like, it's like, if if I do tell you that, like, then... Uh, it doesn't fit into my schedule. Right. I didn't have that, you know, that's not on my to-do list yeah. today or whatever the case is. And uh, that whole chapter just ran vulnerability, you know? Abs- yes. That, I think it huge. it's yeah. huge. It takes me willing to be vulnerable. It takes me willing to, I need to see that someone else is feeling vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that is a big, a big thing that I got from this is this humility, this vulnerability, this, willing to just hear yeah i guess the older i get the more like i don't care about winning mm-hmm. like I, I had a really hard conversation the other night with a, a guy that i really respected and he he just kind of pummeled me you know and i was like and it was funny because it was kind of like a paul and barnabas mm-hmm. situation like i really respect him and it it just in regard him and i aren't friends he lives like 15 states away from right. me you know what i mean but uh, it was one of those things where I just kind of told him like, Hey man, like you just need to get back in the word is what mm-hmm. I said, you know? And he was not okay with that, mm. you know? And I, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to pray for you. And he's like, I don't need your prayers. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, you know, like that's, I would have loved to know what's underneath that, right? you know, like, Hey, I'm really stressed out at work. Things aren't that great, mm. you know, or whatever the case is. Right now, this isn't a great time to talk about this. But when we get to the place where somebody looks at you and goes, you know, I don't want your prayers, something's something else is going on. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, it's a good chapter. And yeah. I also think um, if you're not reading the book, like punch in like it, it really is. It helps kind of identify some things that, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're going through or whatever the case is. Um, tentatively, we're back. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk about that off air because the kids don't have school next Monday. So it's true. We'll, it's true. We'll so maybe out. we'll, maybe we'll, um, we'll let you know. We'll, yeah, we'll hit another one. And regardless, even if we dropped one a month, it's still, still, still good. something. Yeah, yeah. So until we meet again, whenever that <laughs> is, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, Simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.